Good morning, Christ Center. It's Tuesday, November 7th, and we are in week nine of our journey through the book of John. As always, let's begin by taking a moment of silent prayer as we invite the Holy Spirit to join us. This is Laura Riggs. Today's reading comes from John 13, 21 through 38. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled by his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at table at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus, of whom he was speaking. So that disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he who I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, What you're going to do, do it quickly. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. When he had gone out, Jesus said, now is this the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify himself at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you will love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, You will lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. If this scene has puzzled you, you're not alone. Jesus tells the disciples that one of them will betray him. Then John asks, who is it? And Jesus just shows them. Like He says, it's the one who I'll give the bread to. And then he gives it to Judas and they still don't understand. How do they not understand? I, I wish I had the footage for this moment. Like maybe things were a little chaotic. So they, they missed his meaning or maybe they thought he was joking or, or maybe it just all seemed too unrealistic. Like Judas Maybe he was the last person they thought could be the betrayer. Maybe he was above reproach. The nice kid who, who, who would dare hurt anyone. But the truth would be plain to them in a matter of hours. Judas Iscariot, their companion, and the one who Jesus would call friend, turned out to be the enemy. This moment seems to sting for all the gospel authors. They, they mention Judas and they can't help remind us that he is going to be the villain, you know? 
But look what Jesus said right after he identified Judas as his betrayer. He gives his disciples a new commandment. He says, love one another as I have loved you. Now that's a high bar at any time, but especially here in this scene, that meant they had to love Judas just like Jesus had. Now, Jesus had had talked often about the need to love our enemies, but it had never been this personal, you know? He had never said, you know, love the guy who lies and steals and pretends to be one of us, but who ultimately betray you and me and will send me to a torturous death. But that is, in essence, his challenge here. Now, most of us haven't been betrayed at that level. Some of us have, but regardless, Jesus has called us to love one another and even to love our enemies, even to love the Judases in our lives. Most of us have lesser enemies, you know, people we find irritating, people we, we think are foolish, people who have hurt us, those we disagree with on how to pray or who to pray to or how to live a moral life or who to vote for. In other words, people who require extra grace from us. We're not only called them to treat them as we would like to be treated. Jesus now calls us to do something higher, to love those people in the same way that he has loved them. Before we pray, I want us to take another short time of silence to just consider one of those people in our lives. And let's ask Jesus to give us his heart for that individual and to give us at least the desire to love them like he does so that we can learn to do that in time. Let's, let's take a moment and, and, uh, and let him speak. Thank you, Jesus, for this person. Thank you for loving them so beautifully. I pray that you would give me the grace to love them in the same way that you do. Amen.